Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. November 11th is Veterans Day. Please join me in a prayer for peace. Merciful God, you grieve amid the pain, fear, and suffering of your children. Look with compassion on all who endure the miseries of war. Eternal protector of the helpless, hear the cry of the distressed and grant speedy deliverance in a new day of peace and concord. Amen. shenanigans. These are stories to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down, all in the name of love. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a feminist, a creative, and a pastor. I invite you to join me on the unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Today's episode is called Show Em What You Got. In Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30, Jesus tells the story of a landowner, his workers and talents, or to translate what talents are, money. In this story, the landowner is entrusting his possessions to what we would call his staff and is going away for a while. The workers are given different amounts of money, big, medium, and small amounts, and are told to use what they've been given as seed money to grow what they've been given. Over time, Two of the three workers double what they've been given, but one, afraid of their boss, doesn't want to risk losing anything and buries what they were given in the ground. The boss returns, is pleased with the staff who have doubled their talents, but when the worker brings back what he buried with no gain or interest, his money is taken from him and given to another worker. The fearful worker is dismissed and kicked out, In last week's Bible story, we heard a story of maidens of needing to stay awake and being prepared. In that story and in this week's story, there's this theme of being ready for something, of being prepared. 
And in both these stories, there are people that are ready and people who are not. Today's parable, some had the grit to risk a loss to gain more, and others buried what they were given in the ground because they were afraid. As is with parables, there's always context and cultural history involved. But when I read this story today, I see two extremes of human behavior, taking action to try to gain something new, in this case, more talents, or being frozen by fear and unable to even consider there is another way of being. In this parable, we have possibility and we have impossibility side by side. In this parable, acting out of fear and being stuck in impossibility is one choice. Another is taking a risk to see what might be possible. These themes of possible and impossible paired with this story of talents, I wonder what helps us to determine our responses to challenges. What makes us run into the fray? What makes us seek shelter? What makes something impossible for some impossible for others? I think that people have natural tendencies because of experience, personality, nature, and nurture to lean one way or the other into this practice of impossibility or possibility. These tendencies are changeable and situational, but I do think people can consistently lean one way or the other. Some are risk takers and others love security and stability. I can tell you that I am naturally a bit more of a risk taker. However, I have been in circumstances that cause me to look for the nearest shovel to start digging and hide. Today's experience is one of engagement in talents, risk, and the juggling act of possibility and impossibility. This holy shenanigans story is called Show Em What You Got. Years ago, at the age of 19 or 20, I was in a rock band. This was probably not what you think of when I say rock band, so let me explain a bit more. This rock band came together in the early 90s and was a collaboration of people, some from my church worship band, some gigging musicians and clubs, and then there was me. I grew up singing in church all of my life. I sang in choir and madrigals in school. I had solos at every school concert. And before I joined this band, I carried a duo deck boombox to weddings, church events, and funerals. And I would sing to taped tracks. Wedding singer, geeky choir kid, meet the wild world of rock and roll. Well, rock and roll in regards to 90s Christian rock. But this is how I ended up as a lead singer of a band. I was at least 10 years younger than all of the guys in the band. And I was the one and only woman. Most of the time, I saw the guys in the band as a troop of big brothers. They would sometimes tease me as brothers do, but were cheering me on as I learned new music and grew as a musician and a performer. Keep in mind that this rock band, once called Alter Image, and eventually settling on the name Prime Minister, was not famous. We played music because we loved music and breaking the musical boundaries of what could be Christian music. It was exciting. 
We played for festivals, college events, and youth retreats, and we were paid in spaghetti dinners in the winter and hot dogs in the summer. This was not a labor for talents in the sense of money, but it was a way for me to unearth my talents, a way to grow into a sense of calling and ministry, and with my microphone in hand, to defy the message that no girls were allowed in leadership in the church. At this time, a young woman being the lead singer of a Christian rock band was an impossible thing. But with the help of God and my band brothers, it was happening. But brothers are not perfect, and neither am I. If you've ever been in a band or on a team, our humanness can sometimes get the best of us. I remember one gig in particular. I was really excited about it. This was the 90s, so big hair was required, and I had the biggest. For gigs, I usually wore jeans and a band shirt. But one day before that gig, I saw a black floral party dress with a crinoline that would be perfect for this rock and roll look with short jacket and boots. I bought the dress, and I felt powerful and strong as I headed to the gig. It was a warm day, so after sound check and changing of our clothes for the show, I decided to ditch the jacket. The dress was a halter top, so my shoulders were bare. I started out to the stage when one of my band brothers stopped me. You can't go out there in that dress. It's too revealing. You need to change. Wow, this was unexpected. Hot tears came to my eyes. I had walked into that room feeling confident and beautiful. It was a really fun dress. And now all I felt was shame. Shame for being a woman. Shame that a party dress made me feel beautiful and confident. And shame and disillusionment that my band brother could not see my femaleness as made in the image of God good. I had brought my talent out to do this impossible thing, and he wanted me to bury it in the ground because my feminine strength made him uncomfortable. My fiancé was there at the gig, too. He was our sound guy. He took one look at the tears in my eyes and said, Wear the dress. I did. But due to this pressure, I tossed on a jacket on that crazy hot day. In a moment of induced shame, I found a way to not bury all of my treasure, but my ideas about changing the status quo of sexism in the church were challenged by my band brother's words and actions. The late John Lewis, an amazing orator, congressman, and warrior against racism, said this in a 2018 tweet. Do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful. Be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of the day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never, ever be afraid to make some noise and get into good trouble. Necessary trouble. While my struggle personally was not one to do with the color of my skin, it did have everything to do with who I am. These words from John Lewis, this call to good trouble, encourage me to keep going, to keep unearthing the treasure 
of my life and to attempt impossible things. Back then in band days, I didn't know what I was trying to do was good trouble, but that is what it was. I was in the process of unearthing and removing gender bias in the church that was there then and is there now. But I promise you, one party dress at a time, this good trouble is going to come for a long time. Side note, recently I was invited to be part of a leadership training in my community. Over the next six months or so, myself and 19 other clergy are unpacking our faith and our leadership stories. We had the opportunity to meet recently, but when I came to that physically distant retreat, I was feeling tired and not sure of my joyful manner of engaging in good trouble was still showing. Was I burying my talents? Was I metaphorically changing out of the party dress that I'm called to wear? Time and time again, as I listened to cohort members and staff tell their stories, and then I took turn to tell mine, they told me that they saw something in me, joy, warmth, enthusiasm, love. I was speechless. I thought 2020, its challenges, its heartbreaks, its sorrow had buried these things in the ground because of fear, because of shame, because of some other negative thing or something someone or I had done. But the talent was not buried The holy shenanigans of the Holy Spirit helped to show that good trouble was there, love was there, and that joy had not left the building. Some questions. When it comes to facing hardships, humans can freeze in impossibility or move into what might be possible. We do have a choice to bury treasure or to take a risk with it. We have a responsibility to love, accept, and support each other. We have more power in our words and actions than we ever realize. We are not perfect, but instead of burying the talents God has given us or trying to bury someone else's treasure, we need to stop. How might we learn to unearth the treasure that is in our humanity. What good trouble is on your list? Is there a talent that you've been hiding that you need to share? Is there a talent that you see in someone else that you are called to lift up and out into the light of day? Today's poem is called, Show Them What You Got. You have been given the microphone. What will you say? You have a party dress made just for you. Will you wear it? You see injustice in the world. Will you change it? You hear words that try to bury others. Will you dig them out? Talents should not be buried. Talents are treasure held in human bodies. Talents must be used to deposit justice, mercy, and hope. You have the microphone. Will you sing a song of good trouble? Or will you stay silent? My name is Tara, 
and this is Holy Shenanigans. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Unpredictable Spiritual Adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. If you have a Holy Shenanigans story of your own that you'd like to share, please email us at holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, may peace and good trouble be your hope and your joy. Thank you.